0: I invite you to take a moment, closing your eyes, finding a center within your breath, breathing in, beginning, middle, and end. Breathing out, beginning, middle, and end. Recognizing your calibration, finding a centeredness, a gentleness, breathing in and breathing out, allowing yourself to explore and expand within the body. in a very symmetrical, balanced way, allowing yourself to calibrate. Breathing in and breathing out. As I count from five down to four, checking in with the body, From four down to three, focusing on the emotional heart. From three down to two, simply evaluating without judgment. And from two
1: down to one, opening your eyes to see the room.
0: and Most importantly, to see yourself a little differently than when you first came. Hi, it's Ryan. Welcome to your weekly dose of The Psychedelic Psychologist, where I invite my guests
1: to share stories about their psychedelic experiences. We cover a variety of topics from overcoming addiction and severe depression to finding wholeness and spiritual emergence. Today's podcast, you're going to hear from one of my guests, Thomas. Who speaks eloquently and very authentically about their exploration with psychedelic medicines and what it truly means to them on their healing path. Thomas, welcome. Thanks, Ryan. How are you feeling coming in today? I'm good. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, and when you say excited, is that because we're talking all things psychedelic integration or psychedelically? Is that, does that vibe with you?
2: Yeah, I love talking about this stuff.
1: And I, I would love to ask because we've been working together for some time now. What drew you to the medicines? Usually, there's an invitation.
2: That's a really good question. I don't know if I can like pinpoint one specific thing. Growing up, I was always kind of into just just curious about like different like the occult stuff, the unknown, different like. I feel like when I found out about achieving like different mind spaces that just naturally interested me and then in my like early 20s just listening to some podcasts and stuff and learning more about them as medicines and instead of just kind of hearing rumblings and rumors from friends and peers and stuff really captured my interest and then about four years ago i had my first experience with them and it's just been kind of a my first experience or leading up to my first experience is probably more of like the pinpoint. Like change I can sense in my life from it.
1: Yeah, and that pinpoint change, I often use the term the toothpaste was squeezed out. What was the pinpoint change for you? What radically shifted?
2: I feel like I, before psychedelics, I was searching for some type of purpose, but just really lost. And Didn't really know what I was looking for, trying to follow society and the cultural norms and try to figure out where I fit in within that. And I think uh, psychedelics kind of opened up my mind and soul to what I actually want and what actually like mattered to me and what mattered to like my core. And I feel like through that, I've been able to like find more purpose in myself and in life, I feel like.
1: Yeah. Opening up your core. Speak to me at this moment the emotion that you are speaking
2: out of? Very much like from my heart.
1: And recently, within the last couple of weeks or so, is that accurate that you had a pretty profound experience that you and I have been integrating?
2: Yeah, a few weeks ago.
1: Is that heart space open from that experience
2: or a
1: carryover of the experience?
2: It's. I'm definitely more aware of it. And it's, I think, more open right now because I'm still kind of living in that afterglow.
1: And that afterglow, how do you notice it? What's the first thing as you wake up in the morning or go to sleep at night that says, oh, there's that heart. There's that afterglow.
2: It's almost this weird intuition where it's just you are more keenly aware of certain things, more aware of like just how you're processing your emotions are how you're processing your thoughts. It almost feels like sometimes you're processing things like. They're happening in real time in life, but in your mind, they're like happening in slow motion, whereas when you're not in that afterglow state, they kind of just happen real time and you can't really catch up with them.
1: Give me an example of this because I hear it in your voice. There's such a clarity and openness. How is it manifesting in your everyday life?
2: Think. Even just with like simple things at work and stuff, if there's something frustrating that happens or something out of my control that happened on a project or whatever, just not going to that, like skipping to that, like end result of being frustrated or angry or upset and just being able to kind of slow down the processing of the emotions and almost stop it before it gets too far and redirect it that makes sense makes it so it feels sense. like kind of like having a conversation with yourself through processing that like in the moment it's all kind of happening very quickly but you're more aware of it happening and have almost feels like you have a little bit more control of redirecting it
1: and are you capable then to acknowledge yourself in that pace when it's going is that what i'm hearing you say is you're really acknowledging yourself in all of your interactions
2: yeah Yeah, and that's definitely part of it, especially when it comes to work where there's way too many times where I just get caught up in stuff that I, at the end of the day, I just don't really care about. And I just get swept up in the hustle and bustle of work life. And I just spent so much energy, like stressing out and being upset about this one, I really don't care. And I could have probably solved the issue faster if I approached it from a clear mind versus getting all caught up and frustrated with it anyway.
1: And today, in the afterglow, are you being gentle with that? Are you finding yourself in more of a flow of being true to yourself?
2: Yeah. And it's funny you ask it like for this time, because I feel like I'm being way kinder to myself this time. And even just since like having our sessions before my last experience, just having that awareness sometimes can be really heavy. And almost if you're not if you feel you're missing, or like not living it to its fullest, it can, you can almost get that like guilt feeling. And you can say more
1: about that. Yeah, say more about that, please.
2: I feel like after my first few experiences, I had that awareness and kind of redirection in my life and how I approach life and my um, almost just life philosophy and wanting to lead more with love and just really like kind of see people for their soul and who they are. And I feel like If I wasn't doing that or slipped up and got angry or was negative or something, I would feel that like negativity and I would be really hard on myself about it, almost beat myself up about it, which is the exact opposite of what I was trying to accomplish. Whereas this time around, I feel more of a balance where it's like I'm noting it and observing it, aware of it, but trying really hard not to make myself feel bad about it and just figuring out what happened where did i miss and what can i maybe do next time to redirect it quicker or you know find that stop gate to be more true to myself and be more true to whatever that energy is that i'm now aware of well in
1: a way i'm hearing you recognizing the humility in the work that it takes this isn't the radical like I am fixed. I did it. Now I'm going to walk like Ram Dass and everything's going to be peaceful. And on the top of it, the ability to loosen up around guilt and shame of not being able to hold it sounds like a remarkable expression of kindness to yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Where it's, it's kind of fun to look at it as a gift. I've never thought about it that way, where it's, you're freeing yourself a little bit.
1: Well, it's the expectations we all have, and especially in the year 2022, everybody's diving into these psychedelics thinking, this is going to be the thing that changes me or you know, provides me this enlightenment or peace of mind or eradicates depression.
2: Yeah, that was a realization I had, I feel like around this last session, I don't know if it's from it or before it, but I I think it was through just kind of planning my intentions for this last experience where I think before I had this, a most subconscious intention of fix me like this session, like this experience is going to fix me and it's going to change my life. And tomorrow is going to be like a brand new experience is going to fix me and it just be like a brand new self. And r- recently I've figured out that it's like, that's just really showing you how you can maybe start living like that way or start improving things or fixing things. It's more of a roadmap or like, it's almost just like a peek into like your desires and your your intentions for the future. And then you have to figure out before and after each session, like what we're doing here, how to integrate it, how to actually like live it and improve it.
1: And when you say live it and improve it, I get excited because it follows up by saying intuitively, how do you ask for it? the desires, the way you want to show up. And I'm curious, how are you asking for that now? How are you accepting yourself and presenting yourself to the world?
2: I I feel like I strive to be authentic and I want to like surround myself with authentic people and just authentic things. So I really just, I I feel like sense, and that's kind of what I was referring to as that pinpoint initially of like doing psychedelics is like, I've really allowed, they've allowed me to become myself, where I think before the experiences and before meeting my partner, I was maybe like 60 to 70% myself. Meeting my partner allowed me to get like 80, 90% of myself there. And then I feel like psychedelics really have allowed me to get, you know, 95, 100% of myself there. And that's always a constant work and process and stuff. But now more than ever, I actually feel like I know who I am. Just I'm really confident in like, like what I am at my core so like showing up to me is more just trying to be that authentic self and like treat people with kindness and love and try to treat them the way that I want to be treated and I miss a lot but I feel like that's how I guess to answer the question that's how I would like try to present myself is just being there for people trying to be more like present and be more intentional
1: I love it What are you chewing on right now? What's still percolating? What's still under rocks you're looking at from the session or integrating?
2: We've been talking about this a lot and it came up in my last session, just the balancing act of mind, body, and soul and incorporating the body in that. And I think my early psychedelic experiences were very much focused on the mind and soul. So much so where I was thinking about it today kind of just thinking about like what conversation we might have and i almost not almost i did think of it whereas like my body was almost in the way of the experience where i was so focused on having that mind and soul experience that if i had any type of nausea or even just had to like get up and go to the bathroom to just like mid-session or whatever just normal thing to do it's just like oh there's just getting in the way of the experience and i just for a f- couple of years, actually, I just forgot about my body. And realistically, I don't think I'd ever really been listening to my body. I've always, always just kind of telling it what to do or had expectations of how it should perform or what it should be doing and when. And I feel through our conversations and through some of the experiences I had in my last session, I'm so much more aware of my body. So, like that awareness that we talked about earlier was so mental and so soul based now it's transitioned into kind of the trilogy of mind, body and soul. And I'm very focused on the body right now where I just feel very tapped into it. And I just am trying to figure out ways to continue to integrate that.
1: What are ways you're doing? What are ways that you're allowing your body to wake up and to reconnect with it?
2: just trying to like move more in general, like working from home the last few years, like I just sit in this chair way too much every day, but because of like working from home and just having more time, I've like also picked up skateboarding, which has all been just a really fun way to be active. And in the last few weeks since my last experience, just being really in touch with the different movements that you need to do to do certain things on a skateboard. And it's, I can just tell a difference of like how aware I I am of like my feet moving and knowing like where they need to be and just being aware of like when I miss a movement, like, Oh yeah, I didn't move my hips here. My shoulders felt off. And same thing with golf. I've been golfing a lot lately and I usually golf like three, four times a year, horrible slice, get just good enough to maybe put around together by my fourth time out of the year. And then I go, go into winter and don't play for a while. And, but just, Same thing, like just being more aware of my body and where it's at in a golf swing. And same thing, like knowing where, oh, that felt weird. What felt weird about it? Knowing that it was like my foot felt off or my shoulder felt off. And I've never had that before.
1: Yeah. Hearing you say that, the micro kind of alignments are coming in and tell me that they're sharing with you something they're sharing with you this idea that you're connecting on a much more smaller microscopic level no yeah yeah do you think there's do you think there's the cause of respecting the medicine because of that i mean it's obviously the medicines are teaching us something what what downloaded on you to go oh hey here's my body
2: I think it was our conversation around just kind of prepping for the experience. I, I talked through how, I, I think I'd done it like four or five times before this past time. And almost every time I'd maybe not throw up, but at least get really nauseous to the point of throwing up. And a couple times, like really bad purging and good purging at the end of the day, but just hard purging. Yeah. And this time around, I approached it of just trying to really settle into my body I feel like the past experiences I even was just sitting in positions that weren't comfortable for me but I thought it was the position I should be sitting in and whereas this last time I just laid on my left side like I know I like to where I always end up eventually and just really kind of take the medicine take over me and I I really felt it work through my entire body kind of almost from like my toes up and was just really aware of it and I it was the first time that I really felt like I was able to work with the medicine. Whereas every time before then, it was, and granted, I, I haven't done it a ton. I'm still very novice in all of this, but it very much felt like the medicine was just happening to me. Whereas this time, it felt like it was much more in partnership.
1: That's remarkable. What I hear, Thomas, is this idea that you were making it your own, you were giving yourself the privilege to co create with it, as you said. concert yeah absolutely you weren't you weren't forced to sit in low disposition with your eyes closed or have a certain playlist on and often that that does become almost intrinsically challenging which leads us to shame like we didn't do it good enough or we're not we're not carrying the lineage appropriately because we didn't follow the the metaphorical or mythical protocol
2: yeah yeah and then you can get in your head around like if you don't follow that protocol how is the experience going to go and It was it it like to
1: release? What was it like to release that expectation?
2: It was really freeing. I mean, especially in those experiences, I always feel like so much myself. So it just like elevated that even more.
1: Awesome. Tell me about what it's like to make it your own, not just in the psychedelic session, but as you're walking in the world today, you talk so beautifully about authenticity, skateboarding, golfing, doing your thing. What are you doing to make it your own and know that you don't have to necessarily follow protocol?
2: For me, I feel like I journal a little bit. I'm trying to get more into that. That definitely helps, especially like as I have like, if I'm waking up in the morning and taking a shower and have a thought, like just trying to capture it down because I just forget thoughts a lot of the times. So just trying to like keep those kind of realizations documented somewhere more consistently. But I think a lot of, the integration work that I have is through just conversations with my friends, with my wife, just like my my close friends where I just kind of maybe share some of the actual experience. But a, a lot of times just kind of share like what I'm working on or thinking through in, in my life. And I have a really cool tight knit friend group where we're able to kind of be vulnerable and share a lot of that stuff. And I feel like just working through that with people even. It's almost a sense, a little bit of a sense of like accountability. Like I'm almost putting myself out there and putting my intentions out there. Um, And they don't hold me accountable or tell me when I'm missing. But like, for me, it's a sense of accountability where if it's, if I put it out there, I, I am more likely to kind of follow through with it.
1: I can respect that. Speak to me a little bit about this idea of vulnerability in community because i do believe especially this subject matter promotes being conscious of who you share the subject matter with being conscious with what you share the subject matter in. how are you discerning what to share about your stories and
2: yeah it's all i feel vulnerability comes down to just trust and just being able to trust that they're not going to judge you for it or take it and what you share with them and talk bad about you or use it against you or use it behind your back or whatever it may be. Uh, So just finding people that you can trust and have those like open conversations with, I feel like for me, it's kind of a lot of just like seedlings, like plant, almost planting seeds. And then eventually uh, like you're sitting around a bonfire and you've planted a few seeds and you can have this very open, real conversation.
1: I love that metaphor. What's on the horizon? When do you know that psychedelics is calling again? how How much integration, what what starts percolating in the body, the mind? What's the internal conversation you have with yourself?
2: it's a, It's a weird calling to me. It's, I, I like can't you really even put a finger on it. It's like they just kind of start popping up in my life more I start like hearing stories more about it or gravitating towards podcasts or shows that are talking about it or documentaries even just like it's it's weird how like the universe is just like put them in my life at certain times where it's like I've never really had like full access to them and it's just like they kind of like pop up where it's it's like a gift from the universe or a friend or something and I think too just when you like we've talked about guideposts, and that's I think that's kind of what we were talking about through in our last conversation around understanding like when you are carrying something extra or missing something, and I'm just trying to figure out like what those are for me, and I think I've started to figure out a couple of them, but really trying to figure out like when when is that time to go in next. I don't know if I know that right now. it's kind of just more of like a gut feeling
1: I like that gut feeling and. To go back to the guideposts that we talk often about are signs, right? Almost in the hiking metaphor of the Kirin's, right? Those large rock formations on the distance horizon. And you can maybe meander a little to the left of it, meander a little bit to the right of it, but it's giving you a beacon or a direction towards and yeah, asking you what is spiritually shifting, what is emotionally shifting, what is physically shifting in your body, whether the thoughts shifting. I believe those are wonderful guideposts or tells. I call it the four shifts. Spiritual, emotional, physical, and thought shifts. Yeah. Do you hit any of those right now that you're like, oh, this shifted over the course of the last three weeks, two weeks?
2: I think, so I don't know how to say say this is in like a clean, concise way, but I feel like one of the guideposts that I've been thinking about is, maybe this isn't like the actual guidepost, but a red flag that I'm like uh, too like striving far off the trail. Whereas like if I get mad at just like technology or inanimate objects where it's like, The stuff that like used to roll off my shoulders and I could just be free and breezy and just move on with my day. Just like, almost like knocks me back and takes me out a little bit.
1: That's great observation. I can totally resonate with that. When the zoom machine, and and as we both sedentarily sit in our chairs and, you know, start becoming extensions of the computers, we start yelling at them. That's a wonderful tell of, Hey, maybe we need to dive again. (laughs) Yeah. That means we're doing it every day. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. What's the homage you pay to psychedelics? What what do you revere in this work? What is the most important things that you just completely see as sacred?
2: I really think it's it's a very unique medium to like have your personal journey. I can't imagine like my journey without them i feel like it just has like leveled up my sense of self and like my purpose and just kind of like my overall like excitement for life and the world i yeah i think it's just it's a really cool tool to have like in this life to try to understand yourself a little bit more i think that's the thing i love most about is just like exploring myself
1: Yeah. And trusting yourself and being okay with the broad spectrum of what comes up and what starts to percolate in your body, what starts to all of a sudden go, oh, maybe I'll check that out. Like you said about skateboarding or they become ample opportunities for hobbies and joy and interactions with people, stimulating conversations. Yeah. It's great. How do you, and you know me and everybody knows me and the gentleness comes into concert and I always love to hear, what is the newest way you're becoming more and more gentle with yourself? How are you showing compassionate gentleness to yourself?
2: Kind of goes back to just being aware of like the body and listening to my body more. Uh, If I'm tired during the day, I try to take a nap, even if it's just like for 15 minutes, even before this, I took a quick 15 minute nap, like an hour ago, just, I was feeling just a little like tired and lethargic and not like in the right energy space to like have this type of conversation. And I was like, I'm just going to lay down for a little bit, close my eyes. And I felt like really well rested, showered and was, I'm ready to go for the rest of the day now. So just trying to listen to my body and give myself rest when I need rest
1: it's an incremental process isn't it slowing down and growing slow and acknowledging it's not a rat race to the finish line there's no this grow slow concept is always beneficial with psychedelic work and integration knowing that the waves just keep coming and hitting you gently if you listen to them yeah
0: great to have you today. It's nice to talk. This was awesome.